0: Welcome to day 162 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season, the story of the prophets, uh, the pattern with all of the prophets and uh, with Jeremiah, especially as a call for Israel to repent. And if they do not repent, uh, God's judgment uh, is inevitable. And uh, we've reached a point in Jeremiah in coming into chapter 13 uh, where Israel has reached a point of no return. Uh, they will go into judgment. God will not hear their pleas uh, you know, to relent. But at the same time, they're asked to go into uh, judgment realizing what they have done and with a humble heart, uh, with their heart turned toward God. So we come to uh, the middle of chapter 13. We pick up in verse 12. But before we do, as we always do, we pause to offer ourselves, offer this moment to the Lord, uh, because the prophecy of Jeremiah is not only speaking to people you know, 2,000 years removed from us, it's uh, through the Spirit of God speaks to us. Uh, reveals some of our idolatries and our sins and some of our tendencies as well we want to see god clearly for who he is we want to look in our own hearts and see ourselves clearly for who we are mm-hmm. uh, not in a sense of you know morbid introspection but to, just to allow ourselves to uh, submit to god and have his continued work in us so we always pause uh, before we read so katie you mind lifting us up oh, with a word of prayer
1: let's pray Father, would you show us um, yourself as we read together? Um, What a beautiful thing to know that um, many of your people, your body, um, will be reading the same scripture today. And um, God, you meet each of us where we are. So Father, I pray that you would do just that, that you would show us your heart towards us, Um, show us yourself, and as we... Um, read about you as we read um, all of these passages, Father. Would you, in the process, uh, reveal our hearts to us, um, that we would walk in repentance and and walk in your grace? Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for um, the good news that we have. That um, judgment is not, is a good thing, um, but praise God that we um, don't have to be under your wrath. But that was. Um, But Jesus took your wrath for us. So thank you for that. We praise you. That's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Jeremiah 13, beginning in verse 12. Say to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, every wineskin should be filled with wine. And if they say to you, don't we know that every wineskin should be filled with wine? Then tell them, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to fill it with drunkenness, all who live in the land. Including the kings who sit on David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and all those living in Jerusalem. I will smash them one against the other, parents and children alike, declares the Lord. I will have no pity or mercy or compassion to keep me from destroying them. Hear and pay attention. Do not be arrogant, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings the darkness, before your feet stumble on the darkening hills. You hope for light, but you will turn it into utter darkness and change it to deep gloom. If you do not listen, I'll weep in secret because of your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly, overflowing with tears, because the Lord's flock will be taken captive. Say to the king and to the queen mother, Come down from your thrones, for your glorious crowns will fall from your heads. Cities in the Negev will be shut up, and there will be no one to open them. All Judah will be carried into exile, carried completely away look up and see those who are coming from the north where is the flock that is entrusted to you the sheep of which you boasted what will you say when the lord sets over you those cultivated as your special allies will not pain grip you like a woman in labor and if you ask yourself why has this happened to me is because of your many sins that your skirts have been torn off and your body is mistreated can an ethiopian change his skin or a leopard his spots Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. I will scatter you like, traf, like taff, driven by the desert wind. This is your lot, the portion I have decreed for you, declares the Lord, because you have forgotten me and trusted in false gods. I'll pull up your skirts over your face, that your shame may be seen, your adulteries and lustful names, your shameless prostitution. I've seen your detestable acts on the hills and in the fields. Woe to you, Jerusalem, how long will you be unclean? Again, you have the very horrible images of war. And of course, these are very real images you find any place that you find war. Uh, work can be just, but it can also be a horrible example mm-hmm. of human depravity. And of course, you have the image of women who are uh, being taken advantage of. And of course, this is not only an image that figuratively speaks of Jerusalem, but also speaks in, in, in a more powerful way of, uh, of the innocent that will be caught up in the wave. Uh, you know of, of war and, and the uncleanness of war and it's all because they've forsaken God who is their protection and uh, now they're vulnerable to the lands around them and of course in the middle of that you have the irony what if I sit over you those that you've relied on as your allies uh, those that you have turned to rather than me they're the ones who bring this disaster on you
1: mm. and this this passage, once again, just reminds me of um, Israel's inability to save themselves, inability to change their their ways, um, and that that verse, verse twenty three, can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. They're going to need a heart change, and I mean that that specific verse just. Pointing me towards Ezekiel 36, like when God says, I will remove from you a heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. God is going to, he's going to have to give us a new heart. Um, And I love that he promised to do that. And I love that he has done that. Praise God that he has, because we we are hopeless just like they no. are.
0: And, you know, the, the question, you know, can we change the color of our skin, or can a leopard, you know, change, you know, change its spot, it is a deep reminder for us as well that uh, on our own we can never overcome the gravity of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can kind of uh, garner our behaviors on the outside so that some of our behaviors are good, but sin will always find a way, you know, to possess us. Uh, you go all the way back to the beginning of the story, uh, and where God says, you know, be careful, since you know, crouching at your door and desires to have it, but you must master it. and, and we cannot. Apart from grace, we cannot master sin. And, of course, Ezekiel is vivid in his description of what God will one day do. We'll get to, you know, chapters 30 through 33 in Jeremiah. Uh, For those of you who are waiting for a message of hope, we'll have a little bit this week. We'll have one preview, you know, of that message this week. Uh, When he talks about putting his spirit in us to enable us, you know, to be the people, you know, that he has called us to be. But uh, we're in the same condition. We we can't overcome the gravity of sin on our own.
2: And it describes the human condition so well i mean he, he speaks of the people who are arrogant uh, people who are full of pride the people who are doing evil and and we are kind of met with that cliffhanger and that is that all of that tension that is building up throughout the biblical narrative at the end is how long will you be unclean you know humanity's been a wreck all the way up through this and, and we see it around us as well the brokenness and the emptiness and the longing of and the turning away from the lord to other things and So even in this, it is still pointing us towards Christ who will clean us and will reverse
0: all well, this damage we're seeing I was reading a popular theology this week and the title of a chapter on creation is God made the world but we messed it up yeah. <laughs> and uh, you see you see the pattern of that in the nation of Israel mm-hmm. um, they're actually no better you know than the other nations and you hear this you know cry even in this moment when the judgment is pronounced and there is no turning back in you know, from the judgment from going into the exile Even now you need to humble yourself before the Lord and realize that this is what your sins deserved and to give glory to God and and to receive it humbly rather than receiving it bitterly. And so as they go into exile, of course many of them will not make it because of the devastation the armies coming against them. But when they go into exile, you can either humbly receive God's rebuke and and prosper still under his hand or you can Mm. uh, react in bitterness and continue, you know, the same path that you know, brought to you here in the first place. And then you have to, like, you know, verse 17, you know, it, it's again reminder, this is both, you know, the heart of Jeremiah and the heart of God. If you do not listen, I will weep in secret because of your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly overflowing with tears because of the Lord's flock. Will be taken captive. Mm-hmm. So even though God is is bringing about this judgment uh, in order to cleanse, redeem, and restore Israel, His heart is broken over it, and so is uh, Jeremiah's.
3: Yeah. I can't help but think of Psalm one just in light of reading through um, Jeremiah, but especially this passage. You know, because Psalm one kind of gives us that vision of the the blessed man, the one who does not participate in sin. You know, doesn't yeah. walk in the ways of sin, but instead meditates on the law of the Lord. And one of the indictments that jeremiah has been um you know, delivering to the people is they do not listen we talked about that last week the shema they don't hear and obey they don't listen to god's word they don't meditate on what he's called them to do and even in verse 15 it says hear and pay attention do not be arrogant for the lord has spoken you know there's still a refusal to listen to the word of the lord and so the you know time and time again he says it's because of your sins your many sins that this will happen um but then in verse 24 it says i will scatter you like chaff Driven by the desert wind, you know, and that's that illustration in, in Psalm one that the the wicked are like chaff that the, yeah, that know, the wind, wind blows, blows away, wind. but Absolutely. the righteous are the trees that are planted by streams of water. Mm. And that right here, you just have this this uprooting, you know, if you will, of mm. God's people that He's going to take them into captivity because there is no righteous, you know, people among them. Instead, you get this vivid imagery. So it's it's almost this reversal of Psalm one that God's people are. are that's sad. Not living according to God's word.
1: Man. And verse 20, I mean, anybody else think of Jesus when you read that? Look up and see those who are coming from the north. Where is the flock that was entrusted to you, the sheep of which you boasted? It's like this flock that I've entrusted to you, you have not taken care of. But there will be one who comes who is a good shepherd, and he shepherds the people the way that they should be shepherded. Um, so uh, to me, that that was an indictment, like you're saying, but also pointing me towards, man, our need for a savior and and the the good news that he
0: came. Yeah, yeah and our need for a shepherd. Yeah, for a king, for a priest, for mm-hmm. a prophet, for those that are true, and, and of course that's I don't know what happened <coughs> happening to my voice, <laughs> and, but those are the underlying uh, underlying issues that Jeremiah or that God has with the people. Uh, the shepherds have not been true shepherds the prophets have not been true prophets the priests have not mm-hmm. been you know, true priests and their kings of course have not been true uh you know, true leaders verse 25 is you know tragic where it says this is your lot the portion i've decreed for you," declares the lord uh, he's using the language of blessing um, you know, he brought them into the land and he gave them portions or inheritances and, and of course that's a foreshadowing of the inheritance or the portion you know, that we've received in Christ. And he said, rather than receiving the portion of my blessing, you uh, have come to a place where your portion is, is my curse or your portion is my judgment. And, uh, and that is a, a sad turn you know, in the story mm-hmm. of what God intended and, of course, what uh, eventually uh, their, their sin brought on them. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? And by the way, I hadn't mentioned it before. I'm Paul here with Katie, David, and Matt. What's and up, guys? Matt's going to close us with a word I mean, David's going to close us with a word of, I mean, <laughs> <his> <laughs> word of prayer. Well, One of these guys around <laughs> the table. I'll do it.
2: I'll do it. No, Father, we, uh, we come before you humble. Um, we see the condition of who we are apart from you, and it's shocking. And we, we marvel at the fact that you would pursue us, come after us, send your son, and, and make us your own and we ask that you would give us the heart of the father um forgive us when we don't display the heart of the father Uh, but may we uh may we live in such a way that um that you are glorified and christ is made much of we pray us all in his name Amen.
3: amen